Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CE curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. Well, welcome. My name is uh, Dr. Christopher Gallagher. I'm a breast medical oncologist, uh, medical director of cancer services at MedStar Washington Hospital Center, and I'm here today with Dr. Brofsky to speak briefly about the importance of the patient's perspective of real-world evidence uh, in formulating uh, conversations about how we discuss this with our patients. So, um, Dr. Brofsky, what are what are your thoughts about how we use real-world evidence into our conversations with our with our patients? I think at the beginning of the day, at the beginning of it all, it's all about an individual patient and an individual physician talking to each other. I think together and kind of, you know, the way it's always been is we have our own internal real world evidence. You know, we know the patients we have personally treated. Uh, I think the way things work is that we'll have a trial presented at ASCO, some big phase three trial of San Antonio breast cancer, and or at ESMO now, or ESMO breast. And we'll say, this is practice changing. And so, but we never used it. And so then we'll want to use it. You know, that at least the big practice changing at least allows it gets to be reimbursed. But then we use it. And I think we 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 internalize our own particular um, a real world evidence. So I think what real world evidence helps us do, these you know analysis of these large databases of hundreds of physicians like us examining patients and, and, and recording the data in the real world it helps us kind of round out some of these discussions with the patient because the patient will come to you and they'll say, you know, I don't really fit, or you'll say, you'll think in your mind, you know, this patient really doesn't fit the clinical trial. You know, this patient was say African-American and there's only 2% African-Americans in the study. This patient's Asian, there's only 3% Asians. Or this patient has cardiovascular disease or this patient is over 75. And you're thinking to yourself, you know, there really weren't that many patients in the randomized trial. So what am I going to do? And how am I going to advise the patient? Because the patient's coming and asking, and you're kind of talking to them about kind of together or what you're going to do. Uh, it, it's shared, you know, you're sharing the decision-making together. And I think that having data that goes from outside of the clinical trial is really helpful in making those decisions. And then because the patients go, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm 75 years old. And most of the patients, you know, that you're telling me about in this trial were 50 or 55. Now, how do you know it's going to work for me? And I think that's the nice thing about this. Uh, if it's if it's done well, if there isn't a lot of bias in the data, um, I think that um, it can be very helpful in those discussions. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think that's kind of how I use it on my own to kind of reinforce my own personal real world evidence. Yeah, I, th- I think in listening to you, what I'm also sort of uh, thinking of, we, you know, we sort of like to think of the real world evidence is sort of complementing the randomized clinical trials and helping us have a conversation. But I think, you know, patients who have typically not enrolled, whether they're a minority or they have some other comorbidity or they're older, I think, you know, not that they're aware, I don't think they're out there looking for real-world evidence trials for for them, but I, I think they're going to have an appreciation that, you know, these these studies are done and they look specifically it's someone more like me in the real world evidence. I think it'll be a little, you know, give some more confidence to the patient because the patients, you know, it's a shared decision and they have to sort of feel good about the decision they're making. And I think presenting this kind of information to them is, uh, will, will be helpful. Will be helpful. I think we'll, and it may be over time, patients start thinking about this more and more, not just us trying to learn from it. So 
I think I think uh, it's useful all the way around, both for for us and, and for the patients. Yeah, I mean, the interesting thing is, you know, we always get this as docs. How many patients like you have, like me, have you treated? You'll get that, especially if someone has an uncommon condition. How many, you know, someone comes with metaplastic breast cancer, just as an example. It's not really related to our topic, but I think that, you know, a lot of us may not have seen a lot of that. But if we can turn not just to clinical trials, but to large collections of people who have seen a lot of it, you know, and and this is the natural history of the disease, or this is the effect of a particular drug in the real world in this particular kind of rarer or more uncommon situation. Um, I think it's it's kind of like answering that question for the patient. Well, I may not have seen a lot of you, but here's a lot of people who have, and here is kind of what the consensus is. That's kind of an interesting way to look at it, I think. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, to sort of summarize, I think real world data in presenting it to the patient, we're presenting them something they didn't know they needed. And when we give it to them, they're, they're going to, they're going to sort of have this appreciation for it, you know, that we're, uh, you know, not just, uh, looking at the randomized clinical trial, but, you know, at, at all the patients who kind of walk through our door that we're sort of trying to see how all these patients do with all these, all these newer medications. So thank you for the conversation. Thank you for listening. And, uh, thanks Dr. Brevsky. You're welcome. And again, thank everybody for listening. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME LLC, and is part of our Minute CE curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.